Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It's 410 here in the station in Pittston, 55 degrees and cloudy. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. We're going to get into what's going on in Israel in just a moment, but uh, let's uh, go to L from Wayne County on Clemency on one of the stories we were just talking about. L, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? All right. All right. Well, my opinion on on, on uh, Palatari, I guess you pronounced his name, mm-hmm. his release, first of all, he killed FBI agents. He not only killed him, he executed him at point blank range. Well, well, yeah, I'm being nice by saying he killed him. That's what I'm saying, you know. But it it was a loss to their family, their friends, and also to the FBI agency for all the training and everything that they had to go through in order to do that job. And I say absolutely not, because years ago, that guy would have got the electric chair. And there wouldn't have been any way for him to come back out of life after he died. So I think that's a little ridiculous. That, and then another reason, how, how is he being held in Florida in the, in the prison? Under what care? What do you mean? Maximum security. He's being Maximum held in. security. There you go. So why would you even think of letting somebody like that out when they're being held right now in maximum security? They, these people have to start using their, their noggins because they're not doing it. It's not making any sense at all. No common sense at all. Well, it's typical yeah, coming I, I, from I, them. I mean, he is 79 years old, so what kind of real threat is he? But who knows? I, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I don't know what, what, what his condition is, nor he, do I care. He should spend the rest of his life in jail. He didn't have the decency to respect those agents. I, I don't think... There's no no way this guy should ever be released until he he dies. No, That's I agree. It. That's the day he goes. You know what I mean? I now, agree. I have a question for you. Did you watch Did you watch 60 Minutes last night? I did not. Well, if you get a chance, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you can play it on the computer or not. But try to pull it up, and it was called 3D Printer Homes. And this guy, his name is Ballard. I don't know how it's spelled, probably B-A-L-L-A-R-D. He's the person that's doing these homes, these brand-new homes, and they're being made by a 3D printer, and it's amazing to watch it. And also, he's um, going to be helping making a landing pad on the moon made from these 3D printers. Be interesting Uh, to see. When I first heard them... What? It'll when be interesting to see when it, it comes out. Yeah, when I first heard them say it, I said, what, are they crazy? But you should watch it, Rob. You wouldn't believe how this these are made. They showed on TV how they're made. So. <laughs> All right, Al, I appreciate, really, I appreciate okay, you checking. We're really going in. into the modern Good. edges now, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, we'll see. 3D printers have been around, but for something on the moon, we'll see. Appreciate you calling checking a in, home- Al. A home making it though. Yeah. Three D printer making homes. No, I, and, and they showed it. Oh I, my I've, gosh. I've seen them. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Be Al. Good. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye bye. It's uh four thirteen, and again you can call five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. So, upon waking up Saturday morning, we come under the realization that thousands of rockets, uh, as well as a ground attack, a breach of their border, which is secure by the way, but a breach of their border. Um. 
with uh, terrorists coming in to kill anyone they came in contact with. A lot of the rockets were dummy rockets to uh, overwhelm the Iron Dome system to use up all its uh, shells. And then more accurate missiles came in to do the damage, you know, knowing uh, they obviously have their intel of uh, the capability of the Iron Dome system because, again, a lot of the rockets were dummy rockets. They're just shells that go up with propellant. They go up into the air. The Iron Dome targets them. This way they can't target or they waste their ammunition before uh, the next barrage of of uh, Morin. Now, the new death tolls anywhere now between 900, the lowest I've heard now, all the way up to 1,200 of what I've heard, uh, nine American dead, and like I said, dozens of possible Americans taken hostage. We have uh, seen a, a unprecedented, monstrous footage coming out of, uh, coming out of uh, Israel, and it's truly incredible that we have entities here in America that will appease what happened there or try to excuse it as, you know, this was retaliation for this, or this is because of this, or they deserved it because of this. If you tr truly look at what's going on there, it's there's nothing. So uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, and this was just uh, 3.36, he posted this to social media. Israeli, Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But through Israel, didn't though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, they have made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling, slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kill kidnapping scores of women, children, and el elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilization united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defending Hamas, in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. I want to thank leaders across the world who are standing with Israel today. I want to thank the people and Congress of the United States of America. In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people, it's fighting for every country that stands against barbarism. Israel will win this war, and when Israel wins, the entire civilized world wins. So that's the translation of a speech that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu just gave to uh, his country and the world. And he's 100% right. And if you notice in his statement, he is not looking for manpower. He is not looking for American boots on the ground. He's looking for our support, which is unwavering and should be unwavering, especially in an account like this. Now, I, I don't use this comparison lightly. I do not throw it around at all lightly. But when it was said, I agreed with it 100%. This is Israel's 9-11. There is no doubt to that. It is the same. If you look at the amount of casualties, the way this was done, the innocence of who was attacked, this, is, this wasn't an incursion in the border to target the police, the military, the, the, 
the government of Israel. This was an attack to kill anyone who was Jewish that they saw, anyone on Israeli ground that they came in contact with. And it doesn't matter if it was foreigners. I mean, look at the the videos of the women, the dead women in the back of pickups that they were parading around and desecrating. Um, she happened to be a dual citizen German in, in Israel, Israeli. She's been identified since then. You know, you look at the other people, the stories coming out, the video coming out from that concert. And again, this concert was for peace in Israel and Palestine. It was right near the border, which is why it was an easy target. They were there. They were asked not to bring weapons. They were asked not to bring guns or knives because it was a, a peace festival. They didn't want weapons there. And they were sitting ducks when they were approached. And the stories now are coming out because a lot of these people have, have been recovered and been rescued and gotten the medical treatment they have. And their stories are coming out across social media. This is indeed unprecedented. And, and we're going to see more and more. The fact that there are nine dead Americans there, the fact that there will be more, the fact that they could be holding hostages. You know, you, you talk about just Hamas today saying that they will start executing hostages on, on the Internet live for every attack, counterattack that Israel um, responds with in Palestine. The fact that they're doing these knock bombings where they take dud shells and send them into the roofs of buildings to let residents know, hey, this building's being leveled in the next half hour. You better move. That's not the response that uh, these party goers, these peace rally concert goers got. This is not the, fa- the ones where we saw the families at bus stops, women and children, grandparents, you know, massacred. These are terrorist savages. They, they truly are. And they need to be dealt with as such. And it's tragic that there will be innocent people in Palestine that will be used as human shields because this is what they do. This is their MO. We know this. And there will be the media. There will be members of our own government. We already have seen them. They've already reared their ugly faces saying, you know, this is, this is because of X, Y, and Z. We've seen the rallies all over America, New York City. Philadelphia, Baltimore, Chicago, L.A., of these pro-Palestinians, where they're basically saying they deserve this. Really? If, if that's your stance, then the, there's no further argument that, that needs to be there. And we're going to talk more on, you know, what's going on with our movements as far as our military. You know, just on my way in today, there was a picture, and a lot of things coming. you got to be very careful what you vet out of there. So there was a, a video taken from the airport in Israel showing— um, an American C-130 from right here at Stewart Air, um, Air National Guard Base in New York, you know, an hour from us. They said, we don't know why it's here. Was it bringing supplies? Is it here to, to evacuate Americans if need be? Uh, they didn't know. But, you know, that's what's going on the ground there. We do work very much hand-in-hand with them. And the fact that there will be American, there are American hostages, that there are American deaths here, this is very much our war as well. You know, if our people are attacked abroad— and you're holding a U.S. passport, it's just as much, it's just the same as you being attacked on our ground. That's just the way it is. That's why you have a passport. That's why you are sovereign U.S. citizen, even when you're abroad. That's why you have that passport in your possession. We'll talk more about it and what's going on in a second, but it's uh, 421 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Thanks, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. 
We have some jammed up traffic, frustrating 81 both directions between the Scott Benton exit and Waverly. You are dipping below the speed limit in various spots between Scranton and Avoca. Plus out on 80 West, you're going below 45 miles per hour starting around Tannersville. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 41. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, a few sprinkles, high 62. Wednesday, mix of sun and clouds, high 62. Thursday, partly sunny, high 60. It's currently 55 degrees and cloudy here at 422 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 426, 55 degrees and cloudy here in northeast Pennsylvania. We're talking about the uh, what's going on over in Israel right now with the the declared war at this point. And, um, you know, what it means for us. It's definitely an intelligence failure. Uh, I've heard from intelligence experts that there is um, concern that maybe some highly encrypted communications systems were provided by Iran to this, which limited the chatter from their normal means. Uh, there's off, also open source intel that they went very low-tech, where they went back to couriers, something that was very successful before 9-11 and after 9-11. And I'm sure it's a mixture of both. I'm sure it's a mixture of both. But regardless... Um, there's there's a lot of issues now. If you look at just what happened now, and it's going to be inter- well, it's already been interesting to see that you had um, Senator Cory Booker from uh, New Jersey, who was in Israel when this, these attacks took place. Is his prerogative? Is his perspective now changed? It appears he was very pretty much shaken, and his initial response shows that he was very much shaken. You had senior members of. American law enforcement in Israel at a at a seminar to talk about what <laughs> just happened before their eyes. They were also very much isolated. So, so uh, and the on re- ground on the ground reporting from the local uh, reporters has just been uh, incredible. How they've been going for three days straight with very little sleep and doing what they're doing and seeing what they're seeing to bring this to you is um, is something else. There's also been a lot of chatter in the past two hours of the northern flank of Israel from Lebanon with Hezbollah upping their stakes in this, shooting missiles themselves, which has been confirmed. There's also reports now that the Hezbollah has been massing at the northern border of Israel, which could be a next step in this. And uh, we'll, we'll see that just like Israeli forces are, are massing at the border of Palestine to, at this point, it looks like a ground invasion to go door-to-door to rid them of these terrorists. Terrorists that are known to use the populace as human shields. Now, I've seen a lot of the arguments. Well, why don't the people of Palestine just vote these terrorists out? Why do they keep... It's not like they have open elections there. These these are these are terrorist animals, these, these Hamas individuals that are there. And then you have to look at our porous borders. Are there people here? Yeah, we know there are because we've caught people on a terrorist watch list from this area. If you look at the rallies that they had around, you know, I posted some pictures on my social media um, just in New York City 
they're already here. How far are they willing to take it? We don't know. Are they just verbal supporters? Are they like, uh, you know, some of the mutants we see that go to the rallies, you know, for anti-police and such like that that we see? They, they could be. Could they be a lot of talk and nothing more? Most of them probably are, but you, don't, you only need a few. And then you add in things like this stolen U-Haul truck near us and, and other issues. It's, it's a time to be prepared. I don't want to scare anybody. I don't want to say anything that's, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you should live your life in fear, but you should definitely be aware of your surroundings at all times. You should bef- definitely be prepared. You should definitely be able to defend yourself and your family when you're out with them and take that into mind when something like this is going on because we are very much just as much the enemy as they consider they are. They consider Israel their enemy, and every entity that considers Israel their enemy considers America their enemy. And, you know, it's just right here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Got a text message when we're talking about this. Is American hostages real or just propaganda? And that could be a valid question. We know that there's nine dead Americans. That's very real. We know that number will go up. That's very real. We know there are missing Americans. That's very real. Do we know they are hostages at this point? No, but Intel suspects they are. They haven't been found. They haven't been recovered. Where are they? We know this. We know people who are with them who are now in safe harbor saying, hey, these are the people I were with. They are now missing. They have searched. They've taken all the ground back at the border that was that was insurgent from, from Hamas. All those border towns are now secure with, with massive Israeli troops there. Now, they're plucking a, a few here and there out of residents that have been hiding or holding people hostage. They are going door-to-door there as well. So it's not a complete mission as far as that's concerned. But there are missing Americans. So I would think that we would want to consider them possibly hostages and still alive, and there's hope for them, rather than we just haven't found their dead bodies yet. So those are the facts we have on the ground, and it's ever-changing. The numbers have changed. You know, it went from 100 to 200 to 300. Now it's up between 900 and 1,200. Those are the new numbers I've seen. Thousands injured. Once once the, the, the skies go dark, which it is now, it's 11.30 p.m. in Gaza City right now, the skies light up with missiles from Gaza, from Palestine, into Israel. And then you have airstrikes the other way around. It seems that you have a, a large contingent of people who have been anti-Israel from the start, even in our own government here. You know, we can go down the list, Ilian Omar, you know, AOC. There's a whole bunch of them, most of them being in the squad. Um, a lot of them, New York City Council members, you know, in New York, pledging uh, unwavering support for Palestine and that— all but saying Israel deserved this. And if you could watch these videos and say that the, the Israel deserves this, or the people deserve this, you're, you're fooling yourself. No one deserves this. And on the other hand, at what point does a government like Israel say enough's enough? And it appears they've reached that point. They are going in. This is going to be a ground war. This is going to be a door-to-door invasion. There's going to be casualties. There's going to be casualties on both sides. But they are committed to end this once and for all. Due to pressure from us Americans and the rest of the world, the UN and everyone else, you know, they've pulled back. They've struck. They've they've done their own. But they've pulled back and said that, uh, you know, conceded to the world pressure. 
That's not going to happen this time. And you look at some other things, we'll talk about, you know, our battle group that is now in the area. That's a lot more visual than it is actual actionable assets there. And we'll talk about that when we come back. But it's 433 here. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That's a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey. I appreciate him letting us use it for this. Where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 76 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, six of them from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start out here locally, Hanover Township Police Department, Patrolman Theodore Albert Udzilla, 1959. He was fatally struck by a school bus carrying a high school band to a football game while directing traffic at the intersection of Sansui Parkway and Dundee Crossroad. We have uh, Patrolman Samuel R. McGreevy, Pittsburgh Bureau of Police, 1924, succumbed to injuries when he fell off the running bars of a car at the intersection of Carson and Main Street uh, while responding to an emergency. If Private Joseph B. Malloy, Pennsylvania State Police in 1918, died after contracting the Spanish flu while put in the performance of his duties. We've talked about this, you know, the past uh, couple of weeks, how uh, officers were used in Many multi-role duties when it came to uh, dealing with the Spanish flu. And here again, we have police officer Vasco Snow of the Philadelphia Police Department in 1918, also died as a result of complications of the Spanish influenza during the outbreak inside the 19th Police District located at the intersection of 12th Street and Pine Street. We have uh, Lansford Lansford Borough Police Department, Policeman Morgan Morgans, 1912. Uh, He was in the back of the Philip Thomas Motel guarding it against burglars when a 17-year-old girl mistook him for a burglar and shot him. Policeman Daniel McGonagall, Philadelphia Police Department, in 1872 was shot and killed while inside of a saloon in North 2nd Street. Suspect was acquitted of the murder. He served with the agency for 10 months and was assigned to the 7th District. And those are our... Our, um, six from our area here in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm looking at the updates. This is coming from CNN on what's going on in Israel. It says Israeli forces say its helicopters are currently striking in Lebanese territory, and that's the north. That's where Hezbollah is based, uh, different from Palestine's Hamas. Uh, they both seek the destruction of Israel. And it looks like there's been some coordination there, which was feared from the start, but it is... is said that uh, Israeli Defense Forces, IDF, said that uh, the helicopters were currently striking in the territory. Earlier, they said an, um, a number of armed suspects who infiltrated into Israel from Lebanon were killed, and the IDF soldiers were searching the area. So not only was there rockets fired, but there was some sort of ground incursion on the north from uh, Lebanese territory, from what's known as Hezbollah, their terrorist organizations that are there. Looking to see more of the, the United Nations interim force in Lebanon. Peacekeepers said in a statement on Monday that has reported explosions near Albastan in southwestern Lebanon. United Nations does has a presence in Lebanon. So again, this is a this is a, a very delicate situation that could go bad uh, very quickly. And again, we'll talk about uh, the American assets that are on in route to this location 
in the Mediterranean off of uh, Israel in just a minute. But it's 442, and it's now time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. This traffic update is brought to you by... This Pentel Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Fire Tree Conowago. Struggling with addiction? Fire Tree Conowago can help you. Visit firetree.com. Looks like 81 has pretty jammed up both directions between the Benton Scott exit and Waverly because of construction. We also have some slowing 81 southbound between Scranton and Pittston. You're going to find um, t- the speeds dropping below 40 miles per hour on 80 eastbound at Tannersville. And it is a bumper to bumper on Lackawanna Avenue in Scranton. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 41. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds, a few sprinkles, high 62. Wednesday, a mix of sun and clouds, high 62. Thursday, partly sunny, high 60. It's currently 55 degrees. With some sun and clouds outside now at 443 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 448 here at the station, 55 degrees with sun and clouds outside. Well, uh... Matthew Foldy, political reporter for The Spectator, former congressional candidate, uh, just took a picture of the door of Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, which uh, has the Palestinian flag right next to her door before any other flag. Interesting. Said he just took the picture. I'll take him for his word on it. But uh, she also has the LGBTQ flag. On the other side of that, he says this is a contradiction so inconceivable um, that he won't even bother to comment on it. But he's right. But the uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib has the uh, Palestine flag closest to her door to her office in, in the halls of Congress. So, you know, we talk about everything that's going on and what's happening here. It's just uh, crazy. Now, we have the USS Ford, Gerald R. Ford Battle Group heading toward uh, off the coast of uh, Israel in the eastern uh, Mediterranean. Now, this is more of a sign of don't mess with us as far as if there are any American hostages or if they are looking to expand this, or is Iran themselves looking to get into this? Will Israel strike Iran? You know, we'll have to look at all those things. But what you see is just a show. Our, air, our airplanes, our assets on the Gerald R. Ford could strike anywhere in that area. We don't have to be that close. Um, you know, going through the Suez Canal to get there is challenging, to say the least. It's concerning. We didn't have to do that. We didn't have to be there. We could strike there. Now, what, what, what does this give us? What opportunity does this give us? Like I said, our planes, our Tomahawk missiles, our cruise missiles, anything that's shot from either the Ollie Burkrass destroyers, the cruisers, or the aircraft carrier itself can be done from thousands of miles away. We don't need to be that close there. This is just, hey, we're in the area. If you want to escalate this, you know, we got you. It also challenges to, hey, come on and mess with us. Because they are putting in a proximity the where they can. 
giving them the opportunity to escalate it if they so choose so. I would advise highly against it. It also gives us platforms for special operators, be it helicopters, be it our MARSOC, our SEALs, our Delta, our Green Berets, you know, whatever they have there, whatever asset they have spun up on the area. Just in case we do identify where host American hostages are being held, there would no doubt be authorization to get these people in there and rescue or, or kill you know, their captives, their captors. So that's one of the main reasons there, because that has to be done from closer. So when you uh, when you see something like this, uh, as far as the Gerald and the fact that it's our biggest, most powerful warship ever in the history of the world, it's our largest aircraft carrier. It's one of our newest, if not the newest. It's basically showing, hey, the power of the American government is there. It's within striking distance. If you mess around, basically, if you fool around, you're going to find out. Not specifically in those words, but you know what I mean. It's more so for the insertion of special operators, special special platforms there that may be needed if we identify there are hostages, if there's stuff there. They have our special operators have trained side by side with Israel's special operators, specifically in tunnel rescue, specifically in clearing these tunnels and doing the things that need to be done there. But like I said, this aircraft carrier and its battle group that's around it doesn't need to be in the close proximity to, to be within striking distance. They are in striking distance if they're anywhere in the area. They don't have to be right there in the eastern Mediterranean for this. So... Basically, it's just telling the area, hey, we're coming. You, you might as well, you, you might want to tone it down a little bit before we have to get involved. But we don't have to get involved. Israel is m more than capable. They have a force capable. They have the training capable. They have the equipment capable. Now, as far as their Iron Dorm rockets and stuff like that, you know, we will have to see what they need as far as replacements there. They have gone through a lot. Thousands of rockets have been fired at, into by them. Uh, we do share a lot of the same assets as far as military assets, F-35s, you know, F-16s, F-18s. Um, you know, we, we could give logistical support as far as that stuff goes. But as far as boots on the ground or anything like that, the only time you will see boots on the ground from Americans, anytime you will see any kind of infiltration by American forces will be for American citizens, will be for anyone who was taken hostage, anyone if we prove who killed, which faction specifically killed Americans, we will target them. But for the most part, this is going to be an Israeli insertion, and all we need to do is stay out of the way, give them the moral and logistical support they need, hopefully fill whatever patches there are in the intel that... um that allowed this to happen. It was a, a, a egregious failure of intelligence here, and they need to patch up those those holes and patch them up quick. Because, like I said, you know, if you think it's coming here or may come here, they're already here. Like I said, we've had years of an open border. They, they, there were already people. Here. I mean, just look at the rallies that they had around. You know, look at who's supporting this now. You know, I, I'm getting text messaging about AOC, Tlaib, Bauman, and the members of the Democrat Socialists of America. Well, look at the organization that Democrat Socialists of America had blaming Israel for their attacks, for this on them. It's time 
and I know it's hard, but it's time to let Israel defend itself and do what it needs to do to make its borders, to make its country safe. And again, that's not going to include American boots on the ground in Israel, but it may affect us here, which is why I'm highly critical of keep your head on a swivel, be aware of your surroundings at all time, because there are bad actors here in our homeland that wish to do us harm. And we need to be aware that they are here. And if they choose to take that next step because of all the rhetoric that's out there, because of their promise to whatever delusions they have in um, the sake of what they consider their homeland or their territory. And it's just, if you go back in history and you, you research this, you know, the Jews are some of the most conquered people on the earth, the history of the world, you know, as far as the Egyptians, the Romans, the Germans, you could go time and time again with this argument. Regardless of what your argument is, that doesn't mean you just go in and indiscriminately kill women, children, elderly people, and everyone you come in contact with. That's terrorism, and you need to deal with terrorism with overwhelming force. Unfortunately, innocent people get hurt when you do that. But also, unfortunately, that's the path you chose. So we'll see where it goes. It's uh, 4.56 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News. Radio. It is uh, 4.58 here at this station. Uh, now, I know there's been a lot of talk of this $6 billion that uh, the Biden administration has released to Israel. And there's been a lot of talk saying, well, that's what the paid for all this. And, and it didn't. That money is sitting in a bank in Qatar, who also sides with Palestine as far as this, um, what they call dispute, goes. So it's interesting that they're the ones holding the money. But... Like I said earlier, if someone agrees to pay your rent, if someone agrees to pay your medical bills, your food bills, your utility bills, all your expenses as far as living, then it frees up a lot of disposable cash to do other things either now or in the future. So if somebody gives you an IOU and says, hey, you got all this money to pay for all these things, your health care, your medical, your, your travel expenses, your car payment, your rent, your food, your utilities – yeah, maybe it frees up a little money that you can throw around elsewhere because you know that money's coming to pay for the obligations that you should have, like feeding your people, housing your people, all the things there. So to say they're not intertwined is just comical. But also to say that this money specifically paid for this attack is disingenuous. So that's the line I want to draw there. 